I'm a 100% rule follower, so I follow all measurements exactly. I, I would expect that to be the case. Yes, the book right in front of you, completely by the book, always. Hello, it is Thursday, May 21st, and today is the 88th anniversary of the date when Amelia Earhart completed her first solo flight across the Atlantic. We are the real bros of Holly Springs. Thankfully, I'm not sailing the stormy podcast seas solo. I'm Brandon Rhodes, joined by Joey Will, the Sarah to my John B. in podcasting, an unbeatable team riding off together into the vast podcast ocean. Uh, I don't know if I like being called Sarah to your John B, but I will, uh, I'll definitely go along with this ride with you. Hey, we, we both know that Sarah is the best character on the show. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm not debating that fact. I just, you know, being compared to Sarah, um, and, and it might, it might be something, uh, our listeners are going to listen to one of our guests a little bit, uh, or, or in a little bit, but they called you the professor. They called you Professor Rhodes, and it, it really just upset me that we had a special guest call you Professor Rhodes and then call me, hey, coach. It, it, I'm, already, I'm already reeling. Yeah, so much like what Sarah said, I would rather die than keep going with this without podcasting with you. So, <laughs> Well, I, uh, I appreciate the sincere uh, voice that you, you said that in, and I'm just going to take that for what it is. It's truth. It's a hundred percent fact, and let's let's continue our, our podcasting. Yeah. So if you want to join us in our podcasting, you can follow us on Instagram or Twitter at marketing underscore hshs to vote in all of our polls, see all of our bonus pod- podcast content, and again reach us via email at broads4 and jwill both at wcpss.net, mailbag, dating advice, questions, or just any other ideas for us. Uh, coming up today, we have an interview with another Holly Springs athlete athletic legend as will just mentioned welcome assistant principal mr burleson to our pod for a spelling bee now with our customary draft this time picked by me uh speaking of drafts with our topic from monday will pick the topic but i won a second straight draft my cheese platter got 59 percent of the vote and you are reeling you could pretend that you're only losing because you're not putting in sufficient prep time for these drafts but i believe that michael scott quoting John Wooden, quoting Benjamin Franklin, said that failing to prepare is preparing to fail. And you have failed miserably these last two drafts. Well, I would say that failing miserably to me is the, the prior draft where I lost like 91% to 9%. That's failing miserably. To, to get 40% of the votes it is like a small wound, right? I had a large gash before. I've gotten to a, a small wound. And Today, I'm going to put a Band-Aid on top of that wound, and I'm going to heal, and I'm going to come back ready to go, and I'm going to win today's draft. No doubt about it. Wow. This is, this is, a, is this a prediction or a guarantee? Uh, it's a prediction. I, I don't make guarantees. Even, even I know that guarantees really mean nothing. So I'm predicting a win, and hopefully that prediction comes true. Okay. Uh, I, you know, I, I respect your confidence, however misguided it might be. Well, if I go into this draft with no confidence, I'm probably going to lose anyways. So I'm just going to go really confident and four picks ready to go. Let's see, because I did put the prep work in for this draft, unlike the last two drafts. Uh, And by prep work, I mean like 20 minutes. And now I am ready. I feel confident 
that this draft board today will allow me to get away from this losing streak. Yesterday, we were thrilled to be able to interview 2016 state champion wrestler Cam Devers, uh, who was the number nine seed in our best athlete bracket and also a part of the team that won our best team bracket. What stood out most to you from our chat with him? I think the biggest thing from uh, our conversation with Cam was a couple things, but really his the words that he talked about, um, about being a student athlete and the commitment and the focus that he had in the classroom before he focused on the, the athletics part of it. And I think that's something that really needs to resonate with our high school athletes now is put the focus into your schoolwork uh, first and get that done before really focusing on the, the fun part. And I, I, there's a quote that he said, and I don't want to ruin it, but the, the, the main part of his quote was, you got to do the schoolwork first before you can have fun. And I think that was something that really resonated with me uh, with our, our conversation. So we hope that you guys enjoy the conversation as much as we did. Uh, so our interview with Cam coming up next. We are thrilled to be joined today by Cam Devers, 2016 graduate and the first wrestling state champ in school history at 138 pounds in 2016. He was the state runner-up the year before. He was also on a run of very successful uh, wrestling teams, including that 2016 team that you know won our best team bracket and was the state runner-up. Uh, he just finished his wrestling career at Concordia University in Nebraska. Uh, went 18 and 8 this season with his second straight uh, fourth place finish in the GPAC championships. So, Cam, welcome. Welcome to the podcast today. How's it going, guys? We appreciate you coming on today. We, uh, we definitely um, look forward to hearing some of your responses to our questions. Uh, of course. I'm thrilled to be here. I'm very thankful you guys even asked me to do this. Yeah, you know, we want to make sure that the wrestling program that Wrestling programming you know, means means a lot to me, and we'll get to that a little later. But wanted to make sure that yeah. they got some shine. Also, you are the first state championship athlete that we've had on the podcast. Uh, so let's start there. You won a state championship the year after finishing second in the state. What was that year of redemption like for you? And what was winning a state title like? Oh, it was it was a very long year. It was a it was a lot of you know workouts and doing things that. You know, I didn't necessarily want to do, but I knew I had to do in order to, you know, accomplish my goal and my dream of winning a state title at the end. But it was all worth it because I still, even to this day, will talk about my, you know, talk to my friends out here in college of how sometimes I wish I could just go back and relive winning that state title, how fulfilling it felt to, you know, win it and say that I accomplished this, that I went undefeated, I won a state title. I brought, you know, fame to my high school, um, putting our place and my home on the map and doing big things. It was a great time and really thankful that I got to do that. Yeah, it was a great run. When, when in your high school career did you kind of like think this would be a possibility? Like obviously your junior year, you had a great year also. I think you had a really good sophomore year too. Like when did you start thinking that like a state championship was a realistic goal for you? Um. And, you know, I came into high school going, oh, I'm going to win a state championship, you know, so at some point in high school, I'm going to win one. Uh, my freshman year, uh, didn't really know how to kind of get my feet wet and see where I was standing in high school. But 
after the state tournament my sophomore year when I qualified, I sat down and watched the finals in the stands, sat with one of my club coaches, and I was like, Coach, next year I'm going to be in the finals. I'm going to be down there wrestling for everybody to watch. And then went and did everything that I could possibly do to get there and then to win it. <laughs> yeah. Can, can you touch on – because we've, we've had some other athletes and, and we like to hear kind of, you know, just words of wisdom. So can you talk a little bit, Cam, about just the different things that you did to, to prepare yourself, um, whether, you know, physically, mentally, uh, to, to get you um, ready to win that state championship? Uh, just had to, you know, make sure I stayed on top of all my schoolwork, you know, stay on top of all that. Because if I can't, could come home and just relax after busting my butt all day. To have some relaxing time to sit down, breathe, always help me prepare mentally, physically, to actually just rest. It's nice to know that you're at least doing schoolwork with a part of your athletic success. That's a positive. <laughs> yeah, well, if I didn't do well in the classroom, I couldn't wrestle. So I had to make sure I was on top of that so I could wrestle and not be worried about, you know, having to take care of school because it was already it was already done. I could worry about that the next time an assignment comes up get it done and out the way i don't think a lot of students really understand that they're they're student athletes and you know they don't focus on that student part so that's that's really cool to hear cam that you definitely try to prepare yourself to to be a great wrestler by first getting the the work done in the classroom yeah i mean my dad instilled it into me from a very young age if the schoolwork ain't done you can't have any fun you got to get the work done so you can go enjoy your time yeah, I love so that quote. Me, I don't know about you, Rhodes, but I love that quote. <laughs> if it's the worst thing done, you can't have any fun. I like that a lot. When, when, my, dog, when my dog goes back to daycare, I'm going to make sure he, he hears that every day for me. It's a good, it's a good motto to have. So, so following up, Pam, the, the success that you had as a state champion, uh, as Rhodes uh, said earlier, you're also on a very successful team that made it to a state final. Uh, so can you just kind of talk about the difference between your individual success and kind of the success that you felt being a part of that, that 2016 team? Yeah, I mean, the difference between my individual success, but, you know, I also thought as well as, you know, me succeeding means the team succeeds as well. Because if I'm eating, I can still bring that all and like, hey, look, these are the guys that I worked out with. These guys helped make me this good. These are the people I had surrounded by me. and. I'm just going to say I'm proud of everybody because it took everybody from 106 to heavyweight committing, training their butts off, committing to Coach Nas and Coach Long and a bunch of us seniors because I remember beginning of the season, things looked kind of shaky. Um, I'm not going to lie about that. Things looked kind of shaky for us. Took, you know, a couple of losses at a tournament we shouldn't have. I remember – because Nas chewed him out, and I remember I chewed him out in the outside of the, one of the gyms. And I think that's when people started to get it, because people just started wrestling more and more. Like, I kind of brought it up to the scene. He's like, yo, this is our last year. We got our chance robbed. We robbed ourselves of a chance to go to a state last year. Let's not make that same mistake and just throw everything that we've done over the summer, the last summers. This is our last time to at least try. And everybody committed to it, and it just it turned out to be a great year for us. Yeah, it really was. It was, a, it was a very fun year to watch. I know you mentioned that 
know, in terms of bringing everyone together, I think the, a big part of that was probably Coach Nas. Uh, what was what was it like, you know, wrestling for Coach Nas, and what are some of your favorite memories of having him uh, as your coach? Oh, some of the best parts about having Nas as a coach was just awesome because, you know, from the day I, I came in, he always believed in me. He always had faith. And wrestling for Nas was, you know, he made wrestling fun, made it relatable. He could understand the things that we went through and would try to work with us to find, like, how do we – be as best as we can. He would pay attention to all the college coaches, the best wrestling programs. How do they train and try to bring that into the room, try to face us against the top guys in the, in the state to be able to compete with them. Show our guys, Hey, look, this is what we have to face. Man always chased greatness and always wanted all of us to succeed to our best potential. And I think that's one of my greatest memories and favorite things about wrestling for him was desire for all of us on the team to at least chase greatness. I think that's a great way of putting it. I think you would have loved that description as well. And one thing I want to know, Cam, and for, for some of the people that listen on the podcast, I'm sure they know nothing about wrestling. And we've, we've had a, you know, we've had a current wrestling coach on the podcast, talk a little bit about wrestling, but from your eyes and from like your experiences, like what are the toughest parts of wrestling and what are some of the characteristics that a wrestler needs to, you know, be able to compete at the, the highest level like you did? Um, some of the toughest parts is just the amount of sacrifice that, you know, a person has to be willing to go through to be good. Because, you know, I, and I had fond memories of still being able to go hang out with friends and, you know, spend time with my buddies and go out and do stuff as, you know, like a regular kid would. But there was a lot of times where I couldn't do a lot of those things, you know, I didn't party at all. Really, if, if I did, it was rare, but I was just dead focused. It takes a lot of sacrifice, a lot of time to, and commitment because if you're not committed to it, you won't get the results that you're looking for. So I, know. Yeah, I, mean, I, I definitely would agree with that. So that, that's, that's definitely something that we try to talk to our current athletes is about having that, that focus and that commitment. So I definitely you know, appreciate those words. So I know a, a different type of commitment that you have to have is kind of the mental discipline in terms of like your diet and stuff. Uh, I still, whenever I think about wrestling, I think about like Hunter Morton's like dream fridge of like all the foods he wanted to eat and the 30 pounds he gained the week after the season ended. Like how tough is yeah. that to not be able to like eat and drink like what you want to do and know that that's so closely scrutinized and like how you have to make certain weights to be able to wrestle? Well, for me, like I knew during season, you know, it was tough, but you know, I figured it out, I worked on and have my parents help commit with me an actual diet and workout plan and truly, truly stay committed to watching what I eat, not blowing up too much, you know, over the weekend. Cause we don't have a few days till we got to make the next cut. And, you know, after my freshman year, first year of cutting, cutting weight ever, you know, I would wake up day of tournaments and have to cut weight in the gym because I didn't know how to cut weight. And after that, I was like, I'm not going I'm not going to ever do that again. So I just worked out a diet. Uh, so after finishing up at Holly Springs, you ended up wrestling. You just finished up your career at Concordia in Nebraska. How did you, how'd you end up that uh, yeah, Nebraska is not necessarily right next to Holly Springs. How'd you end up there and how, like, how was your college wrestling career? Like, did you enjoy that? Like, what are some of the similarities or differences to that from high school wrestling? Oh boy. So how I ended up here. So I don't know if you remember Trey Cook. 
from uh, he was a year uh, before me. He wrestled one seventy for us my junior year. Yeah. So he came out here while I was a senior in his freshman year so that he was talking to the coaches about me. So they had already known about me and I ran into them at, uh, at a national wrestling tournament. There was like a, a college coaches convention where you can go up and talk to them. They'll try to recruit you, try to convince you to at least take a look in their school. So I met with the Concordia coaches, started talking with them, looked to see if there was anything for me here academically. I was like, well, it sounds like a good offer. I've heard nothing but good things while I've been out here. I'm gonna take a visit. Took a visit and went, okay, I can make this home for at least a couple of years. Wrestle and do what I need to do and then go back home. But it's been it's been a long it's been a long and fun ride. It's had its ups and downs. I've had to face a lot of challenges I wasn't necessarily expecting when I left high school, but I powered through each of them. And I'm glad I got the opportunity to wrestle in college and meet some of the meet some of my closest friends that I'll ever have. That's good. I'm sure wrestling, you know, is great practice for working through adversity. So I'm sure that helped. It did. It helped out a lot. And we and Cam, if you don't mind, like as long as it's something that you're you're willing to share, um, you know, the two previous interviewees that we had on the podcast never really talked about any adversity that they faced. Um, when they went to college. Could you maybe touch on that a little bit just to kind of give a, you know, high school athlete that's currently listening to us, you know, maybe some perspective on what they might face when they get to college? Yeah. So, like, in high school, I never really got injured or injuries a whole lot. But uh, I faced my first major injury uh, at my first tournament in college. So, first tournament, uh, wrestling with this kid, we're wrestling in overtime. And I go to step out. Uh, uh, he's pushing me out of bounds. And when I go to put, place my foot down, I step wrong and ended up straining the tendon that runs to your big toe. Ended up straining that uh, really badly in my foot. And I couldn't walk on my left foot. I come back to school, find out on Monday, hey, you have to use a boot and crutches for at least three weeks. Mind you, this is two or three weeks before Thanksgiving. I get the boot and crutches about a week before Thanksgiving. And I can't walk on my left foot for almost a, a month and a half. So I didn't get to get back on the wrestling mat till I came home for uh, for Christmas break my freshman year. And that was tough because, you know, missing out on that whole first half of season and dealing with a big injury to come back in my first match that I come back and wrestle, I re-aggravate that same injury. So I'm scared that I'm going to miss out the rest of my season. And then I just lost after showing that I had great promise and only wrestling one tournament. That was probably the first biggest hurdle that I had had to get over. And then it's mostly just been like getting through injuries, you know, when you're in pain, just pushing through, pushing through and helping the team and doing all that you can do. Because, you know, if your opponent's hurt, he's trying to win a national title. He's not going to stop. I can't stop either. So switching away from wrestling real quick, kind of focusing on college though, this is – obviously a weird time to be you know a college senior how did like the current COVID-19 crisis like affect the end of your college experience and do you know like what your post-college plans are at this point oh boy um yeah COVID definitely uh definitely threw me for a loop because I thought I had a handle about it at first and 
just kind of messed up my schedule between having to pick up a job and make sure I'm you know, paying bills. I'm gone mostly at that job. And then by the time I get home, I essentially have like an hour to sit to myself, you know, watch maybe one episode or something and then have to go to leave because I have to get up the next morning to go to work again. So that was, that was a little tough. And it definitely kind of messed up. Messed up, like, not being able to handle the things that you had ordered, had already originally planned because it just took your original plans and threw them out the door without even a second thought. But yeah. we just, you know, got to get through it all. Post-college, um, why not just kind of working, finding some jobs out here to you know, get through, make some money, pay some bills, get on my feet, start, you know, building myself up. And then after my new lease is up, head back home to North Carolina and start building my life there. What, uh, what did you major in in college? Uh, double major in environmental science and biology. Okay. Those well, are- I, I, don't know, I don't know anything about those two topics and how they relate to, you know, potential jobs. So, you know, what are, what are you looking to do with that degree? Uh, I'd like to work at maybe like wildlife parks or something dealing outdoors and with nature, possibly even some government jobs, if that's the case, depending on what's open and what's available. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know during this, this time, it's, it's hard to maybe get opportunities and, and some of those things, but I definitely hope that once things kind of die down a little bit, that you'll be able to, to find a job in one of those things. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that a lot. Cam, we really appreciate you coming on with us today. Uh, thanks. You know, I know you're, you're working hard. You're certainly working harder now than either me or Will are. So we appreciate <laughs> exactly. you finding the time to, to come on with us tonight. Uh, and again, tell us a little about your athletic journey. Uh, it, was, it was great catching up with you. Uh, it was great catching up with both of you. I appreciate the invite. And uh, you know, I'm thankful that you guys gave me the opportunity to speak. We appreciate it, Cam. Thank you for coming on. No problem. Thanks again to Cam for speaking with us. We really enjoyed having him on the podcast. Coming up next, though, is Mr. Burleson, but first, a word from our sponsor. Imagine a world where you can watch any number of hundreds of movie titles without having to buy a copy of that movie. Well, your dream is only a short drive away. Browse our collection of films and check any of them out to bring home. Just rewind and bring back so there aren't any late fees, and it can be movie night in your home any night of the week. Stop by today and make it a blockbuster night. We are thrilled today to be welcoming the assistant principal in charge of instruction at Holly Springs, Mr. Burleson. Thankfully to him, the now former administrator in charge of the incredibly high-maintenance social studies department and the admin who Mr. Poppy was most willing to ride out the quarantine with. Welcome to our podcast. Thanks for coming on, Mr. Burleson. Good morning. I'm happy to be here. We're very excited to have you here, too. We're, we're excited to see which, uh, which administrator we like best on our podcast, uh, you know, you versus Poppy. So I'm, uh, I'm assuming the spelling bee is probably going to be a bigger hit than our, our short raps. Oh, well, we, we shall see. Uh, Poppy can rap. We know that for sure. He, he won, right? He, was, he, he won? He did win, yeah. Okay. Unfortunately, uh, I, he did win. Okay. I'm curious. Well, I'll, have to, I'll have to uphold that, I guess, for the end <laughs> today. I'm curious to see which of these competitions will be a bigger affront to the English language. So we'll see. (laughs) (laughs) So one thing we've been kind of asking most of our our guests, um, Mr. Burleson, is just like, what are some things that you're you're missing about school right now that you didn't expect to miss? 
Uh, honestly, you know, just the unpredictability, you know, of each day. I mean, you know, Holly Springs is clearly a great place to be. Uh, there's a lot of moving parts every day and you never really know where your day will take you as far as interacting with students and teachers uh, alike. Uh, most of my days uh, you see here, I have a window behind me sitting down in the basement. Uh, so I'm pretty uh, stagnant as far as my movement during the day uh, here at home, uh, interacting with people online, uh, obviously mostly. So just that day-to-day -day interaction uh, with, with students and teachers and uh, just uh, the lack of ability, you know, to follow maybe the schedule that you plan, but, you know, you deal with what comes up, you know, every day and you enjoy that. Uh, at least I, I've found that I really do miss that, you know, part of the day, just kind of the freedom to let your day at times take you, you know, where it takes you as far as roaming through the building and visiting uh, classrooms. It does seem like the lack of nighttime events at school probably means a lot more nights at home for you. What's been your specialty to make in the kitchen uh, during the first few months of this quarantine? Well, I have been experimenting uh, with different types of teriyaki chicken and uh, different sauces. We ran out of sauce uh, several weeks ago. I had to whip up my own teriyaki-like sauce, put a little vinegar, some brown sugar, some ketchup, uh, a little garlic powder, you know, so messing around in the kitchen here and there. Turned out okay. How the homemade sauce was good? I was requested several more times, so I think it, it turned out okay. Okay, impressive. Yeah, we do, we normally do a cooking corner section. Uh, oh. We always have some sort of like sauce or, you know, topping that we, we come up with. So I'm definitely interested to, to try that out. So I'll have to do that this week sometime. Uh, so um, the measurements are, were not very precise, so it was all up to taste, but that can be the best way, I think, sometimes. I, I never follow measurements. I just take the, the cans, throw them together, see what I like better, and, and go from there. there you I follow measurements exactly. As you know, I'm a... <laughs> I know that, yes. I'm a 100% rule follower, so I follow all measurements exactly. I, I would expect that to be the case. Yes, the book right in front of you, completely by the book. Always. For some reason, I just can't believe that, Rhodes. I just can't do it. One of the questions we asked Mr. Poppy when he was on was what admin team member he would want to be quarantined with. So we're going to ask you the same question and see if you'll return the favor or if it would be somebody else. Hmm. Let me think about this here. You know, I think, uh, honestly, and I would love, and certainly Poppy, I think, would be a, a great uh, quarantine uh, mate. But I think I'm going to go with Miss Newby, actually. Uh, she always has a plan and a plan of action. And that is something that I admire about her. And I am sure, uh, especially if the quarantine started to go south, uh, that she would have a well-defined plan of action uh, to keep us on the path. So I'm gonna go with Miss Newby uh, just because uh, I, I do admire that about her, and I'm sure that that would come in handy during an extended quarantine. Uh, I think if you listen really closely right now, the sound that you can hear are Mr. Poppy's tears. So I just, <laughs> <or> <laughs> so if we listen closely, I think you can hear that. But I'm sure that Ms. Newby is thrilled to have been your choice also, so. 
got to, you're going to spread it around the team a little bit. That's know? great. That's, you know, that's great that you guys uh, <laughs> are an inclusive admin team. So I think it's time to move on to some more hard-hitting questions, uh, kind of based off of my, uh, you know, insistence on rule following. Uh, I feel like we currently have a very strong administrator-teacher relationship. However, there seems like there might have been a few times over the years where the scale has tipped more towards annoyance than amused at some of my antics. Uh, have I just matured in the last few years, or has something else changed to make my particular brand of being me more palatable? <laughs> I admire you, Mr. Rhodes, for being you. And that is, uh, you know, I, I appreciate, uh, I do appreciate your sense of humor uh, and your personality. Uh, I, I think that, you know, my observation uh, is, is certainly something that your relationship uh, with students is something to be proud of. And that is certainly something that uh, is evident uh, in the way that students uh, relay their, their time with you. And so uh, I, appre I appreciate you and I appreciate your style and the way that you go about things. Thank you. That's, I was not fishing for a compliment about myself. I was actually hoping you'd say something negative about me there, but that's, I, I appreciate that also. That, that was definitely very positive for Rhodes. I'm a little, little shocked. I wanted some juiciness. So, so transition. That, that, was on, that will be on the extended cut. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the extended director's cut yes. of the podcast. Well, if, if Rhodes is, is going to get the, the positive uh, feedback. Is there any uh, is there any juicy gossip behind the scenes about me as a teacher or coach at the school, or is it just kind of simple simple conversation about me? Uh, again, I have nothing but positive things to say, Mr. Will, Coach Will. Um, certainly very organized, very well prepared. Um, definitely, you know, very evident that you're dedicated to the program, uh, just from my observation and also. Uh, my conversations with you over the years and I uh, think the you know your effort you know is shown uh, by how the program has done over the last several seasons right now it. we appreciate it I'm getting a little suspicious right now that you're running for public office uh, <laughs> I've been watching a lot of the news so maybe that's rubbed off a little bit you know I'm not sure yeah I think you're being a little bit too truthful for public office right now but still there's a lot of very nice things about everybody one question we asked Miss Young last week was who some of the top seeds should be if we did a best teacher bracket at Holly Springs. But let's say tomorrow you became the principal of a brand new school in Wake County. You could take a few teachers from Holly Springs with you. Who would you try to steal to start up your school? We'll pretend oh, everyone's a free agent. There, there's no tampering <laughs> rules. So you, there, there's no tampering allowed. Like it's legal to take anybody. Uh, I would, yeah. So, uh, you're not, you're not going to get any other answer than uh, I am proud uh, of all the staff at Holly Springs High School. Uh, I think that uh, we, I'm very fortunate to work in a school uh, that has the staff uh, that is as capable as our staff is uh, and from a variety of perspectives, very strong. Um, I, I would not uh, be able to choose uh, one over another uh, for this hypothetical draft, uh, but I'm sure that if I had an opportunity uh, to be in that situation, I couldn't go wrong uh, bringing, bringing any of you aboard. So what I heard was that I'm not 
I'm not you're, not, you're not disqualified from that list. You could you could be included. <laughs> you're right. I did not disqualify you. So that is correct. I heard that that's I might that, that's the takeaway is that Rhodes is Mr. Burleson's number one choice to, to steal. Are you in the play-in round? Or are you what seat are you? No, I don't know that part. <laughs> you're the play-in uh, round. You're uh, 65 through 68. Yeah. That's right. Are we expanding the field? You know, we didn't clarify all of that, but yeah, we're not disqualified. I will take it. Well, now that we've we've kind of uh, gotten you prepared to like interact with us, we're going to go straight into uh, our next segment, Mr. Burleson. So we hope that you're prepared to spell against me and Coach Rhodes. So coming up next, we have something that should be A-M-A-Z-I-N-G amazing. All over the country, the end of May is known as bee season. Spelling bee season, that is. Unfortunately, the Scripps National Spelling Bee was canceled this year, but we know that we have to have our very own, and we knew that we had to book a big guest for our bee. Before we begin, I want to thank my sister Julia for coming up with our spelling bee list, as well as giving the definitions, country of origin, and a real bros of Holiday Springs themed sentence using that word. She worked super hard on this over the weekend, well at work, I might say, following in the proud family tradition, uh, so thank you. Basically, what will happen is we each have a, a list to work from. We will say the word. You can ask for the aforementioned clues, and you have to try to spell the word out. No pencils, no paper, no autocorrect. You have to spell the word. This could end up being a D-I-S-A-S-T-E-R disaster. Hopefully, it doesn't end up in a three-way tie with zero correct answers. We also have a list of tiebreaker words in event of a tie. Right now, let's say that we'll each get to spell six words, and we will let our guest go first. Okay. Mr. Burleson, your first word is raspberry. <laughs> that is not what I was expecting, Mr. Rhodes. I don't know what kind of word I was expecting, but raspberry was not it. And now I'm afraid that you throw me one that's going to be a little of a curveball here. Uh, R-A-S-P-B-E-R-R-Y. That is correct. Without any of the clues, raspberry. Now, I'll just read off the sentence for you. Uh, Despite what the Family Feud segment would have you believe, the raspberry is definitely a fruit people enjoy eating in the mornings. So you've jumped out to a 1-0 lead, and that could have been the question that just won you the overall spelling bee. Uh, (laughs) I would have spelled it wrong. (laughs) That that could have been the winner. Well, we will go to your first word. Well, your aptly, perhaps aptly, uh, you know, named first word is misspell. Misspell. You know what's really bad about the spelling bee roads is I think all the listeners are going to realize how dumb I really am. And they're just going to be like, this ignorant guy is teaching us in the classroom. Uh, I'm going to use all the clues. So uh, go ahead and give me the definition and origin. Uh, the definition is to spell a word incorrectly. <laughs> uh, origin is proto-Germanic, and in a sentence, it is Alanis Morissette would have to add this to the song "Ironic" if you misspell this word. Oh, my God. oh. oh man! Well, I, I feel like you can't have 
two S's and misspell. So, because that just seems really weird to me. So, oh man, M I S P E L L misspell with one S, not two S's. As it turns out, you can have two S's in misspell. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you have just misspelled the word. Okay. All right. See, I'm gonna I'm gonna be zero for six. So you will win, Mr. Burleson. I promise. Good use of using all your choice options there, thinking it out. <laughs> It'll work out next time, Mr. Will. Oh. <laughs> Oof. Well, I was a lot more confident going into uh, our draft earlier on the uh, this podcast, but. I should have been more confident going into the spelling bee because I, I don't feel very good now. So, Rhodes, hopefully you can follow up with a failed attempt as well. So your first word is going to be occurrence. Occurrence. Can you use that in a sentence, please? It is always a surprising occurrence when Rhodes is able to win the draft. Uh, country of origin. Uh, Occurrence, uh, the origin would be French. Oh, okay. That is not helpful. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, all right. I think I have the first part of the word right. It's the ending of it. I'm not sure. On Occurrence, O-C-C-U-R-A-N-C-E. And that would be incorrect. Uh, is it double R? It is O-C-C-U-R-R-E-N-C-E. Oh, so I must have both of those parts. <laughs> okay, okay. Yep. All right. Well, after round one, Mr. Burleson has one point, and each of us have uh, fewer than one point. <laughs> All right. We can, we can count a lot better than we can spell. That's yeah. for sure. All right. Mr. Burleson, your second word is nauseous. All right. Nauseous. Let's hear that sentence, Mr. Rhodes, please. Recipes and tips given during the cooking corner segment ensure that you will never feel nauseous after a meal again. All right. And what's that country of origin? That is Latin. Good question. Ah. All right. Nauseous. N A U. S-E-O-U-S. That is correct. We made a mistake. <laughs> we brought on the best competitor. We brought on a ringer. This is a disaster. <laughs> I was the fifth grade spelling bee winner. So oh, my God. I wanted to tell you that. Uh, perhaps, you know, in our pre-production you know, meeting, you know, I, I should have given you that information. But... Uh, just withholding that until I had a comfortable lead. That's amazing. So does hearing the country of origin actually help you out when, for the spelling? So, you know, what a country of origin is going to do for you, uh, it's going to give you a little insight. You know, let's say if you did have some French language background, you might say, oh, I could see how that language may have informed the Americanized version of the spelling of the word potentially. You know, you've got to take in your prefixes, suffixes, your roots. You know, you've got to, so Latin, you know, you've got some roots in there. So you just got to put all of that information together uh, and keep that going. Keep that little letter train going in your mind as you're spelling the word. 
and you're up to that. And you know, you know, oh my god, that's Rhodes. What have you done? What have you done to us? <laughs> we made a mistake. All right, Will. Your second word, um, this might be an appropriate second word, considering uh, how we both feel right now, but your word is embarrassment. Embarrassment. I'm just going to go for it. I'm not even going to ask for an origin or sentence because, I mean, I'm already embarrassed as it is. So I'm going to say the sentence because the sentence is funny. Uh, okay, all right. Embarrassment when he ate a full hot pepper in the middle of a class and could barely talk from the pain. Well, I'm going to feel like I just ate a hot pepper at the end of this draft by how bad it's going. Um, but embarrassment, E-M-B-A-R-R-A-S-S-M-E-N-T. Correct. Yes. Wow. Impressive. Correct. So you, you, now, you now are on the board. All right. Well, let's see if your follow-up attempt to your uh, – first word can be as successful as my second attempt. So your second word is marshmallow. Can you send a sentence, please? Hopefully this summer we'll have some socially distant campfires and people can work on their marshmallow roasting techniques. The country of origin. Old English. This seems too simple. I feel like I'm messing something up. Well, we won't know until you spell it. I have so little confidence in my spelling ability right now. I, I can't tell if like the thing I'm thinking of is actually spelling it correctly or just like completely throwing in a letter into the word that doesn't exist. Uh, you know what? We're going to go with my gut. M-A-R-S-H-A-M-E-L-L-O-W. That is incorrect. The correct spelling is M-A-R-S-H-M-A-L-L-O-W. Oh, my God. I'm so bad at this. I don't know why I thought it was marshmallow. I'm completely <laughs> out of control. I don't know what I'm doing at all. Oh, my God. All right. Yeah, it helps if you say the word that you just spelled out loud before you, like, go for the spelling. Because marsh a mellow would not have been the correct so i know all of these are commonly misspelled words i thought oh marshmallow that's too easy there's gotta be some secret letter in there and this is embarrassing i'm gonna have to edit this out uh, <laughs> i'm not actually going to all right after two rounds our score mr burleson <laughs> two will's got one i am also competing um <laughs> all right mr burleson your third word is perseverance All right, I always struggle with this one here. I could go a couple of different ways. Can I hear that in a sentence, please? Yes. Due to the tough top, due to the tough competition, it will take perseverance in addition to great spelling to win this B. Perseverance. It's the ending that's going to be the kicker here. I think. All right. P E R. S E V E R E N C E. Ooh, so close. Oh. It's A N C E. Oh. I have a I chance. Oh, I knew that I was going to happen. Again too. <laughs> All 
All right. First, first incorrect word, opening the door for Coach Will to tie it up here. I was a little overconfident there. Coming back to the field here. I'm sure you'll persevere and keep going. I'm sure I will persevere. <laughs> All right. Will, your word is broccoli. Broccoli. I'm going to go with B-R-O-C-O-L-L-I. That is incorrect. You B-R-O-C-C-O-L-I. Oh, I added two L's instead of two C's. Oh, my gosh. Sentences. If you follow the recipe provided by Rhodes, you can include broccoli in your big salad if you felt so inclined. All right. Again, wow. you guys, really, I appreciate you guys trying to help me out make me feel better. We'll see if I can capitalize here. <laughs> All right, Rhodes, your third word is liaison. Use that in a sentence, please. The real bros of Holly Springs serve as a liaison for businesses and students in Holly Springs through some of their sponsor segments. Country of origin. French. L-I-A-S-O-N, liaison. Oh, man, you're going to have to persevere through the rest of this draft or through the rest of this uh, segment. That is incorrect. It is L-I-A-I-S-O-N. So you, for, for, you forgot the I. I knew it seemed too simple. Oh, <laughs> God. That was a tough one. Uh, all right. After three rounds, the score remains after we all missed questions there. Uh, Mr. Burleson with two, Will with one, and I can't remember how many I have. All right, right. The third round was tough. It was a tough round. Um, here we go. Round four, your word is buoyant. Buoyant. Hear that sentence, please, Mr. Rhodes. Yes. Monday and Thursdays always put me in a buoyant mood because I know a new episode of my favorite podcast is coming out. And I will say this word has two different definitions, cheerful and optimistic, and also able to stay afloat or rise to the top of a liquid or gas. All right, so I'm going to lean on that second definition there. And I'm going to go with B-U-O-Y-A-N-T. Buoyant. Correct. Very impressive. All right. You're not I now. I would have put the O instead of the U first. Yes. Uh, I'll give you guys a little hint right now of how bad I am at spelling. Uh, so I had my wife give me, Claire, give me a little practice off the list that Mr. Burleson's using. Of the 10 words on this list, I got zero correct. So. <laughs> <laughs> You are already beating me very handily, and I am literally O for spelling any of these words correctly. Uh, I'm sure my mom's listening right now, and she is just mortified. Do you guys remember that? Did they do this when you were in elementary school? You know, the teacher's calling out the words, and you have your 10 words, and you're taking the spelling test, and they're calling out the word, calling out the – you don't remember the pressure of that? Or I do. I mean, I'm feeling right now a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I remember I did well on the stuff that you could like study for, like, okay. and we had to explain was to learn that way. I, I did great on those, but 
I, yeah, I just don't think I can spell <laughs> tough words. I think, I think I just accepted failure from the very beginning. So I wasn't too worried about it. Like, I know I'm not going to spell these right. So let me just go at it and see how I do. Well, your fourth word is occasionally. Uh, so I know you like reading the sentence. So I'm going to say, can I please hear it in a sentence? Despite all appearances, Will and Rhodes have to occasionally do schoolwork in addition to preparing for the podcast. Uh, I'm going to go with occasionally. O C C A S I O N A L L Y. That is correct. Clutch spelling to stay within one point. Now, I need to get this word right. If I don't get this word right, then I cannot win. <laughs> so, <laughs> we'll see if I can get one word correctly. Or correct. Okay. I'm already, I don't know what I'm doing anymore. Based off the, uh, the little tidbit you just popped on the podcast about you going 0 for 10 with uh, Mr. Burleson's list, I don't know if you're going to get the next three correct anyways, but... I'm interested to see how, how well you do with the last three. So your fourth word is cemetery. Can you use that in a sentence, please? <laughs> After I stop laughing. <laughs> All right. So you're, the sentence, listeners are lucky they don't wind up in a cemetery after dying from groaning after one more dad joke from Rhodes. Uh, country of origin, please. Greek. Okay. Definition, please. <laughs> A burial ground or graveyard. Oh, okay. <laughs> Cem Can you say the word again, please? Cemetery. Cemetery or cemetery? Cemetery. If, if, I was, if I was the per person announcing it, I guess I could say cemetery or cemetery. There are two pronunciations, <laughs> as the official spelling bee would say. Okay. Cemetery. Q, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> cemetery. C E M. E T E R Y. Yes, he got one right. Yes, correct. <laughs> yes. Oh. Okay. It must have been the multiple pronunciations and the origin and the definition that really sent you over the top. Ooh, my initial gut really was A R Y, but I really just. Uh, I found it somewhere deeper than myself. I'm so happy right now. All right. <laughs> After four rounds, our score, Mr. Burleson's got three, Will's got two, and I am on the board with one. Your chances of winning have risen from the cemetery. <laughs> Another great use of the sentence. Oh. Our round five word here is exhilarate. Exhilarate. Okay. Let's hear a, a definition, please, Mr. Rhodes. Exhilarate. Make someone feel very happy, 
animated or elated? And the country of origin, please. That would be Latin. Latin, okay. I think the root is illerate there, I think. I'm not quite sure, Dr. Sobolewski, on that. Uh, exhilarate, E-X-H-I-L-A-R-A-T-E. Wow, that is correct. That was exhilarating to hear. That was impressive. Oh, gosh, Rhodes, you should have done your homework before you picked Burleson as our guest. Sorry, I didn't like go through the archives to see who won every fifth grade spelling beat for people in our staff. <laughs> That's right, yeah. I will say that that we did the uh, staff trivia, Mr. Burleson, that, that could have been your fun fact. Uh, uh, it could have been, yes. And as we haven't bragged about on, on the podcast yet, on this podcast now, you currently have the first two winners of the all staff trivia. Mr. Burleson won the first time and I won the second time. So, uh, it was a very uh, distinguished group here of uh, staff trivia. And uh, I'm not sure about you, but uh, I think I guessed on about four of mine and, and kept getting lucky. So, yeah, I like to think that I was making educated guesses. Uh, but yeah, definitely some some guesswork involved. Rhodes, don't don't try to trick the listeners. Like, don't take away from the fact that you can't spell in the spelling bee. All right, we're not worried about past success. We're we're worried about the current time right now. Okay. Misdirection there. Yeah, and <laughs> snuck that one in. Misdirection, a word that I probably could not spell correctly. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, well, you need this to stay in the game here. Okay. Your word is publicly. Publicly. I'm just going to let, I'm going to let you have fun with this one. Can I please have a definition, please? Definition is so as to be seen by other people. And what would the origin of that word be? That would be a Latin word as well. And please use it in a real bros of Holly Springs sentence. Everyone was surprised when Will and Rhodes were willing to publicly be part of a rap battle. All right, so I got to get this one right in order to stay in the contest. I'll give you a hint. I definitely would have gotten this word wrong. This is not, this word is not spelled how I thought it was. I don't know how that helps you out at all because this word could be spelled anyway and I still would have gotten it wrong. (laughs) All right, so publicly. Oh man, I'm going to spell it like I think it's spelled and I know what, what I think is like the the wrong spelling because I'm an idiot. Uh, P U B. Uh, oh my gosh. Well, if public is P U B L I C. Then I'm gonna go with P U B L I C. A L L Y. Incorrect. Was it E L L Y? No. Incorrect. Keep, keep guessing. No, no. I, I'm gonna just. <laughs> Was it? Oh, is it just A L Y? Incorrect. Oh my gosh, <laughs> Mr. Burleson, do you want to help him out? I believe it's just an L Y. That is oh, correct. right. Oh my gosh, just an L Y there. So with that, Mr. Burleson is is going to be our winner. We're we're going to finish this off just to just so we can keep laughing at uh, at me and Coach Will. 
That's all right. I guess that uh, that origin stuff really does make a big difference. But <laughs> that origin stuff, yes. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. My fifth word. All right. Well, I, I really want us to do this word out of this spelling bee as quickly as possible, and that is maneuver. All right. Uh, country of origin. Latin. Okay. I think it's Latin from the uh, over, over, which I think is uh, the original type of vacuum. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, can, you, can you use that in a sentence, please? Uh, well, I don't know if it's going to top the sentence you just said out loud, but the real <laughs> bros of Holly Springs carefully maneuver between different segments for a seamless and complete final product. Maneuver. All right. M-A-N-E-U-V-E-R. Maneuver. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Wow. Very nice. I, I, I know my Latin. I, I knew that would help me out there. So after five rounds, our score, Mr. Burleson with four. Uh, Coach Will and I each have two. So we might have to do a tiebreaker between us for second place. Uh, all right, Mr. Burleson, your last word is vacuum. Vacuum, okay. I'm curious to see what direction you went with the sentence. So I'd like to hear a sentence, please. The sentence, I'll do the sentence that my sister wrote, then also the sentence that uh, my wife gave me when she was testing me on this. So the original sentence is, make sure no one is using a vacuum while you're listening to the real bros of Holly Springs, or you may miss some out, you may miss some, you may miss out on some of the material. Uh, and the word my wife said after I spelled it incorrectly is, wow, I'm shocked you don't know how to spell vacuum considering how rarely you touch ours. <laughs> <laughs> well, you need to, uh, need to do something about that, Mr. Rhodes. Uh, let's see here. Uh, vacuum. I know there's, there's a double letter. I'm not sure if there's two double letters. So I'm going to go with V-A-C-U-U-M, vacuum. You are correct. You obviously know your way around some household chores. Very impressive. Yes. So I five out of six correct answers for you. Very impressive. Oh, man. All right, Rhodes. Let me, I just want to get this done with. This has All been right. awful. Your word is conscience. Uh, conscience is C-O-N-C-I-O-U-S. No. You spelled conscious, not oh. conscience. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I misheard the word. See, that's when asking for the clues could be helpful. Okay. Well, let me, uh, let me, well, I did spell the other word correctly, so I will go through. Let's, uh, let's just redo this ask me the what tell me the word and i'll ask you the the clues the word is well i'm going to change words now uh you're not getting that same word again the okay. word is relevant relevant please use that in a definition paying attention and oh, please use that in a sentence sorry <laughs> paying attention in elementary school english seems a lot more relevant in the middle of a spelling bee Oh, R-E-L-E-V-A-N-T. 
Correct. Relevance. Solid job. All right, my word. So I can miss this and then be all alone in last place. Okay, well, I think think you're going to get this one right. Your last word, Rhodes, is accelerate. uh, Sentence, please. Holly Springs teachers are hoping that they can accelerate through the next few months and return to school, soccer, and basketball soon. Country of origin. Latin. Can you say the word again, please? Accelerate. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I don't know what to do with the C's and the L's here. <laughs> I know there's some of them. I have no idea if there's uh, – all right. There are some of the letters that you just <laughs> said out loud. Uh, A-C-C-E-L-L-E-R-A-T-E. Oh, Rhodes. It's only one L, man. Incorrect. A-C-C-E-L-E-R-A-T-E. Ugh, I'm so bad at spelling. Okay. <laughs> Uh, All right. Well, this was a uh, this was actually entertaining, but it was like a, the worst fail that we've had as competitors on the podcast. So we might have to put a second spelling bee off for a little while. So our final standings: uh, I was in third place out of our three participants with two correctly spelled words, and what can only <laughs> be described as a miracle or a coincidence. Uh, Will came in second place with three words, and our winner, and much like he was in fifth grade, grand champion, spelling five of six words correctly. Mr. Burleson, congratulations on the win. Thank you, guys. Are there any other competitions you've won so we know what, uh, what else you're a ringer at, or is this, is this really just the, your, your biggest secret skill? Uh, I think spelling is probably my biggest secret skill. Uh, let's see, other competitions, no, not, not especially. I was competitive in cross country, never really a podium finisher there, but uh, – that's my only sneaky skill, I would say, is spelling. I think you uh, just got me in my niche, and it was a, it's a good, I was fortunate. I'd like to thank uh, the Merriam-Webster uh, Coca-Cola uh, team uh, today for a, for a great win. Uh, <laughs> we worked hard in the pits all week, and uh, we pulled it out today. Uh, can't forget uh, Beck and uh, Mead Paper as well came in in the clutch for us. So uh, just uh, happy to represent here uh, today. Well, you just definitely made our jobs easier on the podcast because now we don't have to do a sponsored segment. So that, that was fantastic. I appreciate uh, hanging with the real bros of Holly Springs today. It was, it was quite an honor. All right. Thank you. Thanks for coming on to join us today. We appreciate it. We appreciate it, Mr. Burleson. Even though I did a terrible job in our spelling bee, T-H-A-N-K-S, which I think spells thanks to Mr. Burleson for joining us for our spelling bee today. Coming up next, we'll see if the bee's cousin, Bee Movie, gets picked in our animated movie draft. You've got a friend in me. You've got a friend in me. When the road so I won the draft in my wheelhouse, Kesha songs. Then I win the draft that you pick, Cheese. Apparently, we're switching off picking topics now, so this time we're going to go with animated movies. I figured Disney movies was too limiting, and the awkward Pixar part, like, who cares what's what? So we're just doing animated movies. How do you feel about this topic? I like animated movies. I've mentioned before that I'm not a big 
Disney old school kind of guy. So like growing up, I didn't watch a lot of those movies. Uh, so I probably won't have any of those on my draft board or pick any of those for the this draft. But I, I love animated movies, man. Like there's so many different ways you can go with an animated movie. Uh, you can go the, the music route. You can go like the storytelling, the emotional, the funny. So I love animated movies. And, you know, no matter what happens, the, the eight movies that are on this draft will definitely be movies that I can sit down and watch. So I have the first pick today. Uh, making this list really made me want to go back and rewatch a lot of animated Disney classics. Uh, Claire refuses to watch animated Disney movies, so I'll have to just pop on Disney Plus one day and just watch those myself. Uh, but a lot of these I feel like I haven't seen in a while and kind of really want to watch. So first pick. So this might not necessarily be my absolute favorite movie, but I feel like this movie is not going to make it back to me, and I want to kind of just make sure this movie's on my team. Uh, so I'm going to go with the first pick, Toy Story. Uh, it's a classic. Every child who's had like toys or stuffed animals has always wondered what they did like when they left the room and this confirmed it that they're actually alive and doing stuff. Uh, it's a classic story, very rewatchable uh, Toy Story is my first pick. And I, I do want you to clarify, you are just saying the original Toy Story, not two, three, or four. Yes, this is just Toy Story, like the first Toy Story. And I haven't seen Toy Story 4 yet. That's one of the, the one movies on Disney Plus that I want to get to. But I honestly, like Toy Story, the original is just, above and beyond to me, at least for one, two, and three. I don't know if you've seen four and you can change my mind on that, but I think the first original one was the best. Yeah, I actually haven't seen four either, and, and I agree. I think, yeah, the other ones are good, but the original, I think, is, is the best one. Uh, you, usually, it, it, like, when you, when you get the original concept out there, I, I think the original concept is so much better than, like, the follow-up attempts. Yeah, the story is just usually better than the first one. <laughs> Ooh, I, so I, I actually did – that was one of the movies that I, I was putting, I was going to put on my draft board and I actually did not have it in my top like six. So I'm actually super excited that you picked that with your first pick and you've left a couple of my other movies. So for my, my two picks that I get my first pick, I'm going to go with kind of the same, like a, a reason I'm going to use your reasoning with kind of a different concept is as kids, you, you always are afraid of like when the lights go out, potentially what might be in that closet or under your bed. So kind of using and stealing your reasoning for Toy Story, but in a different way, my first pick is going to be Monsters, Inc. Uh, I started writing down the movie as soon as you were describing it. I guess what you were doing. I've actually never seen like all of Monsters, Inc. I've seen parts of it. Uh, so I, I don't have a whole lot to say about the movie. I so like going through these movies. I was trying to like pick movies that I've seen that are animated because I don't like watch a lot of movies over and over and over again. But these were the movies that like I remember watching and I actually like enjoyed um, and just had a good time watching. So Monsters Inc. is definitely up there for me. Uh, the second movie that I'm going to pick and it might not be on your board and that's okay is and I, for whatever reason, I really love this movie and I love just saying Wally. So my second pick is going to be Wally. Yeah, and that's another movie that I have not seen, so I have literally no opinion about Wally at all. And there's a there's a player on our team this year on, on JV, and her name's Ava. And in the movie, the other robot is Ava, and that's how he says he's like Ava. And I always called her Ava, but I did the Wally version, and she she would always get pissed off at me. And I was just like, I, well, I love the movie, so deal with it. <laughs> did she get the reference, or is she just annoyed from having you do uh, that? I think, 
I think she originally got the reference or somebody on the team got it and like told her and I just kept going with it and she was just like, please stop. And I, I kind of didn't. So luckily for me, she's going to be a varsity player next year and don't want to hear me say it anymore. So, you know, at least the cancellation of the spring had one positive and that's the fact that she doesn't have to hear me call her Ava in that voice anymore. I'm sure she was thrilled for that. I'm sure right now she would love to hear that one more time. Yes, uh, I know. All right. So I have two picks coming up here. My first pick. Uh, so I'm, I'm kind of doing like a one for the audience, one for me type thing with drafting. So the first one's Toy Story. That's kind of for the broad audience. Next one's going to be for me. I'm going to pick the South Park movie. Uh, I like South Park. <laughs> I really enjoy it. Uh, I mean, the U.S. going to war against Canada. Amazing. The song Blame Canada. Uh, I kind of picked this. I'm not sure if Team America is like animated or just like clay. Uh, but I wanted like a, you know, a fun little raunchy rated R animated comedy and South Park's uh, gets the choice for me. Team, Team America is definitely clay or some sort of like action figure kind of thing going on. But if you would have said Team America, because I, I haven't seen the, the South Park movie, but Team America I have seen and that movie is awesome. It's raunchy and it's so inappropriate for our audience, but I love that movie. Yeah, I've only seen Team America like one time, and I've seen South Park multiple times, and I just have a closer connection to the South Park universe, so that's what I'm going to go with. Yeah, I used to, like, in high school, college, like, I would watch, like, the reruns of South Park, but I, I, like, never was a big South Park person. So I was never really a big South Park person growing up. Like, back, like, when I was, like, in college and stuff, everyone, like, would, when you said Colorado, people would say, oh, like, South Park, and, like, I never really was a huge South Park fan then, but kind of, like, late college, and, like, I watched the episodes kind of lately, too, and some of the classics are just hilarious. The one where Cartman makes Scott Tennerman eat his parents is just, it's just one of, it's one of the best episodes of TV ever. Like, it just, it's just an amazing episode with the chili cone car- carnival. It's just, it's a great episode of television. Uh, dude, it's funny stuff. No doubt about it. It is. My next movie I'm gonna go with, um, I got like three more on here that I really would want to pick, but I think I know I'm going to take my last pick already. So I got to choose. I might as well go with what's number three on my board right here. And that's the Lion King, the classic great songs, tragic death sequence. You can quibble with like Simba waiting so long to come back to Pride Rock to reclaim his father's kingdom. uh, And he just kind of let Scar run stuff. Uh, But we can kind of ignore that. Uh, Lion King is a classic, or as we said in my Spanish class in middle school, El Rey Leon. Well, Everybody knows I can't spell in English, so maybe I should give it a go with uh, the Spanish spelling from now on. But uh, I, I honestly, like, The Lion King is one of the few animated Disney movies that I- I've watched and, like, I've enjoyed, but I didn't have any Disney movies on my list. So you are continuously picking things that aren't impacting my draft board, so thank you so much because I'm going to get my two picks that I wanted. So the, the third pick for me is uh, kind of hopefully it is one of those movies that most of our listeners have have watched. Who doesn't like a story about a small fish finding his way back home? So finding Nemo is going to be my third pick. I thought you were going to say little mermaid. My bad. Finding Nemo. Okay. (laughs) No, definitely not little mermaid. Not furthest from my draft board. Okay, fine, Nemo. Yeah, I like it fine. Uh, again, I think we're just all picking movies that are not the other person's board, which is pretty hilarious. But 
no no crossover in these animated movies that we like here. So this is like the first time we've ever done a draft where neither one of us is like upset at the other one. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's see my fourth pick. So my fourth pick is is one of the the animated movies that you know has come out is a Pixar movie I believe, um, and it's come out kind of recently. So I think this will be a movie that our our high school kids have probably seen or heard of. Um, but it's about a, a family with unique abilities saving the world. And I'm going to go with The Incredibles. So this one actually was on my draft board. Uh, it's not who I was going to pick last, but The Incredibles is a great movie. I, I even enjoyed the sequel when it came out uh, a couple years ago. That, that, that's a great movie. This one was actually on my draft board. Okay. All right. Well, it wasn't obviously high because you're not that upset. And I have not seen the second movie or the sequel. So I'll have to, when we get off camera, I'll have to ask you how that movie is. Um, Claire does say now that my hair, uh, not having been cut in over four months, looks like the bad guy from the first Incredibles movie. That my hair <laughs> it does. All you need to do is bleach it and it would be perfect. Um, yeah, we're going to maybe hard pass on doing that, but, but yes. Yeah, so to give you an idea of what my hair looks like now, that, that's what it looks like. Um, all right. My last pick, uh, when I was thinking about stuff, I was looking at like top hundred anime movies of all time. Like I did not see this one anywhere on there. And I remembered, oh my God, like. I love this movie. This might be my favorite animated movie. This might honestly be my favorite animated movie. I knew there was no way you were going to take it. I think I've mentioned this once before in class and no one in my class had heard of this. So this is not going to help me win the draft, but it'd be disingenuous if I didn't include this in the list. Uh, and that is The Rescuers Down Under. Probably not a movie <laughs> that people have Probably not a movie many people have seen. Bernard and Bianca are two mice who travel to Australia to save a runaway boy and an eagle from an evil poacher. Uh, I believe this is currently available on Disney+. Plus. Honestly, this is great characters. It's a lot more like sophisticated and nuanced, I think, in my head, than a lot of other Disney movies. Uh, and a, a definite bad guy. Uh, this, is, this is a great movie, The Rescuer Town Under. Apparently, it's part of a series. I don't think I've seen the other ones, but this is a great movie. I recommend this to anybody. Oh, man. Well, you went with your nostalgia pick, as always, somewhere in your draft. And honestly, I don't know if anybody's ever heard of that. I hope I, I like in my, in my defense, like I really hope nobody's heard of that. So it's like, okay, my four anime movies are better than the other three that you have. So I can finally win again, but it's okay. Like I, I like your draft board. I hope mine's a little bit better, but we'll see what the listeners have to say. Hey, yours might be a little better for our, our voting audience, kind of all movies from the, from the two thousands. Whereas I picked I think zero movies from the 2000s, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. So I had two movies that I was going to maybe throw on there. And I I second guessed and decided not to. So the first one was The Nightmare Before Christmas. And that would have, like, that's a classic, like, Christmas movie. But it's really not a Christmas movie. And it's just the way it's shot from Tim Burton is pretty cool. But I was going to go Space Jam. That was one that I was going to throw on there as like because we just watched the michael jordan documentary for freaking five weeks i was like oh space jam and i actually like really enjoyed watching the space jam movie that would have been interesting i probably would have counted that That, that's cartoony enough uh i was trying to think i feel like there i feel like there are other like movies with cartoons like i've seen and loved and i just like couldn't find or think of last night uh kind of the one movie that i I almost picked uh was also mulan uh Let's Get Down to Business to Defeat the Huns is probably my favorite, like, Disney movie song. I think it's, I don't know if that's the name of it. It's, like, Watch Line, like, Make a Man Out of You or whatever that's the name of the song. But that's that's probably my favorite Disney movie song. Uh, but, yeah. 
We'll, we'll take your name for the song over the official name any day of the week. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, and make sure you check out at marketing underscore HSHS on Twitter for our uh, draft of animated songs to vote there and for also all of our other podcast-related content. And send us some emails for mailbag or dating advice. Uh, hopefully our draft didn't make you too animated. You can also let us know what your favorite animated movies are. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to, you know, positive suggestions. Really, the only thing I don't want our listeners to do is comment on Twitter or Instagram uh, about how bad of spellers we really are. Uh, I think we both realize that now. Um, we, we don't need the, the emotional toll of everybody just like kind of beating down on us. So please send us information about anything else besides that and I'll be happy. Yeah, so we would deservedly be uh, getting some shade for that. But again, having, you know, been reading high schoolers' work for the last seven years, I don't think too many high schoolers are going to throw shade at us for our spelling. Uh, I'm not super concerned about that. Uh, probably not. Probably not, especially during the last two months, uh, considering they're not really turning any work in with any spelling. So I think they'll be okay with, with our attempt at those six words. Yeah. So I, uh, this weekend, we have a holiday weekend. Uh, I think our plan right now is to send our next podcast out on Monday because it's not like we have huge, uh, you know, holiday weekend plans uh, going on. So as of now, the plan is you will see this next podcast in your feeds on Monday. Yep, absolutely. Let's, uh, let's create some podcasting on Monday. So that way, everybody that's stuck around a pool or outside, hopefully, can enjoy some sort of of listening pleasure. So have a great weekend, everybody, and we'll see you on Monday.